Episode 20 of This Is Us 2 is brought to you by MinuteWithMary.com. Minute With Mary is a great place to discover new makeup, get some confidence with some colors. So what you can do is you can search the hashtag MinuteWithMary on Facebook. Connect with me there. Request to join my marvelous VIP group because I would love to help you feel more confident and discover the new you. I'm sorry. Baby, I... I'm very embarrassed. And I am very sorry. I need to fix this. On my own. You are my husband, and I am your wife, and if you have a problem, we will fix it together. I just need you to get in the car. From Cranston, Rhode Island, welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Hi, everyone, and welcome. My name is Mary Larson. My name's Blake, and I'm going to apologize in advance because... My voice sounds like absolute hot got garbage. Oh, hot, hot garbage. garbage, baby. Hot garbage. I got a cold. I've been coughing and sneezing and sniffling and Who gets a cold on August 1st? I, I don't even know what the heck happened, but my voice sounds like, sounds like crap. And uh, But you know what? I'm toughing it out just for you guys. There you go. There you go. Just for you guys. And I think um, I really love this episode. And I think I liked it more than most, and I loved it because of the end, and which is why we actually played, uh, well, why I played the ending of this episode uh, at the beginning uh, mm-hmm. of this episode. And um, I did it because there was a point in time when, you know, I had done something um, <clears throat> work-related that was not good. Not good. Not good. Not good. And uh, and it was uh, it was a poor choice. And I remember um, being at my office, and I was uh, in my car, and I called Mary, and uh, she, you know, I was of course I was I was all upset, and uh, I remember feeling the exact way that Jack did um, when. He's at the door saying, "Listen, I'm drunk," and of course I was not drunk. It, it was nothing like that. And but 
just him saying, I'm sorry, and I'm embarrassed. And I remember feeling just like that, like just totally vulnerable and totally uh, just disgusted with myself and the whole thing. And I remember calling Mary and wanting to give up, just wanting to just, I don't know, just, it was just terrible. And Mary was amazing. And uh, like Rebecca, you know, wouldn't let me be by myself and wouldn't let me go down that path. And she said, it's okay. It's all right. It's going to be fine. We're together. And no matter what happens, we're together and we're going to take care of it. And we're going to, we are going to be all right. But I just need you to come home. All right, my darling. So tell me some of the episode details. So uh, the title was A Father's Advice. This, of course, was the season two premiere episode. That's correct. Season two premiere, A Father's Advice, and uh, its basis was formulated around the idea of William giving advice to Randall Mm -hmm. via his poems. The director was Ken Olin, who directed The Big Three, Big Day, Jack Pierce and Son, and Moonshadow. And the writer was Dan Fogelman. He was still writing for the show, even though he was not the showrunner and is not the showrunner of mm-hmm. uh, of This Is Us as of right now. Uh, but he wrote, obviously, The Pilot, The Big Three, Kyle, The Big Day, Memphis, and Moon Shadow as well. Moon Shadow being the season one finale. Of course. So, so Lemonade. Yeah. Lemonade rating on a scale of one to five Lemonades. I'm going to give this episode a 4.8. I thought it was a solid episode as well as a solid premiere for a season. How about you? I am giving it a 4.7. I think we're right around mm-hmm. the same vicinity. Uh, I think there were some fantastic things about this episode. And then there were a couple of things that brought it down for me. But I think it accomplished exactly what it needed to accomplish in terms of being the opening episode for season two. It, it had everything it needed, and I think it set forward the, a good momentum for the rest of the story that will happen for the rest of this season. Um, although I found it a little <laughs> annoying <laughs> uh, with some of the with some of the overt puzzle making that it that it, it, it chose to do. Okay. But what's your GBG, my darling? Okay, so my good, my bad, and my great for this episode. My good was actually weaving in that Randall heard the fight between Jack and Rebecca. Oh, and yes. How he even overheard, um, you know, when Jack said, like, you know, that her career was ridiculous. It's not a career, yeah. yeah. Um, so him hearing that and then seeing the kids' reactions when the parents are saying, we're going to need a little space, a little time, and automatically. Kate was on Jack's side and then Kevin's you know on Kate's side which means Jack's side and then Randall sat there and asked how his mom was so it was just this extra layer we've been able to see Randall and Rebecca aside from her hiding that she knew his biological father all this time he had this extra little element that at least now we feel like he just knows by himself that he didn't share so I really liked that element my bad what (laughs) a burnt down house (laughs) I'm just going to leave it at that. Yep, I'm sure. N- I'm sad. I'm a little concerned. I probably should be more than a little concerned. Yeah. But um, 
I'm just gonna leave it at that for right now. We'll delve into it in a little bit. I think I'm gonna create a new a new segment based off of this. By the way, what do you mean? Well, you know how we have the outlandish theory of the week, so, yeah. or we had the sudden theory of the week for the leftovers. Yeah. Well, I think I'm gonna call the, uh, this portion like uh, of that elk the, the equal to this is us two will be the hot take theory of the week okay. because of the burnt house and it's a oh, hot God. take. No, I don't think that that's good at all. I think Sorry. we're, I think we're no, gonna do that. I don't like it. You don't I think don't so? Like, nope. No. My great for this episode. Oh. This is, I know you're going to give me some flack for this. Okay. I saw you write this in. I know you saw and you like made fun of me then, but I'm going to bring it. I'm really just, my great is that this was a solid premiere episode. It didn't let me down. I felt like the actors have taken it up a completely different notch. It, it wasn't just sunshine and moonbeams like so many times you feel from This Is Us. Like this one kind of made you feel like, oh crap. Like, man, what are we doing? Man, like I know I cried sometimes before, but I like laugh and cried. And now I still kind of laugh and cry, but like there's going to be some darkness that we need to oh, go yeah. through. Oh yeah. Um, and, and, I don't know. This one just felt like real, just real life. I can't make fun of you for this. You you elaborated so much more than what you wrote. Okay, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a hint on what Mary wrote for her great in our Google Doc. <laughs> she put this. <laughs> my great. My great is that this new season is off to a great start. With two exclamation Shame. points. <laughs> two exclamation points, Blake. But I'm. I knew I was going to be elaborating. Like that's just my note to myself. I was going to say that's a soft take. Well, that's now a soft it's a fabulous take. take. Actually, What's your GBG? You have a, you have a fabulous take now. Thank you. Um, my GBG. The good was Jack shutting the re- the door on Rebecca. Uh-huh. I thought that was just fantastic. It reminded me of The Godfather 2 when Michael shuts it on Kay, um, you know, effectively pushing Kay out of his life, like, just get away from me. I want nothing to do with you yeah. from now on. Uh, and I knew it wasn't going to be like that in particular for Jack and Rebecca, but just the the shutting of the door and how uh, how that could have gone and the way that it was shot was beautiful. I thought it was great. The bad. Now, listen, I can't tell if this is a bad yet. I, I, you know, we have commandments for Outlander cast. And I think one of the commandments for This Is Us too should be you can't blame them for something they haven't done yet. Okay. Y- you can't get on them. Yeah. Okay. I'm down with that. So commandment number one of This Is Us too is you can't blame them for something they haven't done. You can't kill them for it. But the overt puzzle of Jack's death Oh my goodness gracious. Rebecca wearing the Steelers shirt, the burned house, Kevin being out with Sophie and having a broken leg. Randall apparently has got a girl or there's a girl next to him. It's a girl. I don't know if it's a girlfriend or not. Kate apparently has got a dog out of nowhere and Jack's possessions being in this little plastic bag next to Rebecca as she drives. It's like they, they put all these things in there. And it, they're just trying so hard to make... A giant puzzle out of Jack's death, oh. and I just want to be like, don't try that odd. I I I didn't find it to be like that. Really? No. How come? I mean, all of these things. So this all takes place when they're seventeen. Okay? Right. Yes. So we got that confirmation from Kevin. Yeah. Um. So I just feel like there's extra pieces of their life that we're still gonna learn about. We're still gonna learn about, and it's not like every single thing, like the broken leg, is gonna lead to death, right. and the dog is gonna lead to death, and the redhead's gonna lead to death because it's always the redhead. <laughs> like I, I just feel like they put in these little things, and maybe there'll be a backstory to different bits about it. So the redhead remember- always leads to death. <laughs> I don't know. Is that? <laughs> 
They're always like the mix. Is, is that kind of like how the bad guy in Battlestar Galactica always, always, wore, leather always wore leather? Always. So say we all. And what, what show are we just watching? And I was like, you know, that guy's a bad guy because he's got a leather jacket. Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. So if you ever watch Battlestar Galactica or Mission Impossible, if somebody's wearing a leather jacket, they're a bad guy. <laughs> True story. Oh, True story. The things that bother Mary about BSG. Oh my gosh. Battlestar Galactica. I can tell all the bad guys went around. Instead of saying, give me your lunch money, they went, give me your leather jacket. <laughs> nobody good wore a leather jacket. It was just the bad guys. Oh, anyway, man. I think I'm okay with it. I hope, I hope that the second season isn't like Jack's death, Jack's death, Jack's death. Because there's so much more than that. There's more to grief. Yep. There's more to the past relationships. Oh my God, those little squishy babies. Right. I just want to go back to some of that squishy baby time. <laughs> um, the, the youngsters. So I just, yes, this has shaped the family. Um, I'd even like to see like post-death. How the heck is Miggy in this picture? Sure. How did he get in there? What's going on? Where's the courtship? How did he get in there? Stop. <laughs> anyway, that's no, what I'm feeling. These, uh, but what you just said is actually why I called it the bad, because they're setting themselves up to be, oh, ooh, is this the moment when we see Kevin's broken leg? And how far along is that from when he, from when Jack dies? And is it really only a couple of months after, uh, you know... Rebecca brings him home. But and- we've been saying that all this time. We've been saying ever since Kevin had to talk to the woman at the fridge with the pickles, and he said, "Oh, I, you know, my dad died when I was a teenager." Ever since then, every teenage scene, you and I have been saying, "Oh, he's gonna die soon. Oh, he's gonna die soon." Yeah. So it's just, it, you know, what it's a little bit. We're getting. A, we all know we're getting a little bit closer. We are definitely, get, and it's definitely happening this season. Yes, there, there's no way they're they're making that scene no. the end end. And then not giving it's like introducing a gun and then not having Correct. it take place in the third act. Correct. They are totally going to to make that happen. Okay, so let's delve into a little whoa, bit whoa, more. I, about, I didn't get oh. my great yet. Oh, sorry. Sorry, we've been too busy talking to sorry. each other, <laughs> talking about BSG and leather coats. Oh, the leather coats. The great was the silence of that scene at the door mm-hmm. with the the breathing and uh, even almost tricking the audience to think that the episode was over. Um, like having Jack's face, everything go black, and then. But if you weren't paying attention, you would think, okay, that's the end. But you heard the breathing. Um, I really loved it, and in especially when Rebecca knocks on the door and she demands Jack to come home. And the thing that I loved about this is that he may have pushed her to adopt, but when it mattered most, she pushed him to save their relationship. And what this episode did was totally reset the narrative between Rebecca, who is a seemingly nagging wife in season one, and then Jack, who is the romantic who will do anything for his wife and his family, and it shifts into something completely new. Their whole relationship relationship is now recontextualized, and it's terrific writing. Truly agree. And it provides the narrative fuel for the rest of the season. Totally agree. So they, they take it from one end, it happens at the end of season one, and then they flip it on its head in the beginning of season two. It's great writing. It really is. I know. It's, I love it's this great. show. I'm loving it. All right. So, what do you got for uh, the rest of this? Uh, the rest of the episode. Well, my the truth of the matter is, is we like hit on the big things, and everything else. The other big thing, right, is Randall wanting to adopt to honor both of his fathers, mm-hmm. and how he was adopted, and how you know they're trying to. Sorry, my washing machine is dinging. <laughs> It says as that song. I'm a multitasker. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. 
um, Beth, of course, is a little like, mm, I don't know, I feel too much about this. Mm-hmm. And <sighs> they come to a compromise. Sure. Beth spends a lot of time in her spot that was William's spot. And she sees these older kids. And I love, I love that Beth said this, that they can do something um, for this older child that like really hasn't had that big of a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this relationship. I love seeing, seeing how they're facing this, this uncharted <laughs> frontier right. where they don't agree necessarily. And Riddle's so excited and Beth's not excited at all, but she's meeting him in a different path. Sure. And I like seeing how they're tackling and, and that. Starting, and starting, and like how I talked about, they flipped the narrative on Rebecca and Jack. Mm-hmm. They flipped the narrative on Beth and Randall. They're starting at a place where they do not agree. They are not in the same mental space as they were in the beginning of season one or even at the end of season one. Instead of being the perfect couple, you're like, oh my God, hashtag relationship goals. Mm-hmm. You're like, ooh, there's some stuff going on here. And you could see it immediately in Beth's face as soon as they're talking about the adoption and they're Except at the place. Randall is the opposite. It's not like they're both in a bad place. Randall's so happy to be stay-at-home dad. Right. He's doing his little thing. He's holding the babies. He's doing everything he wants to do. And Beth's not. Right, right. I, I get it. So, hey, one one question, though. I wanted to know what you thought about having William back so quickly uh, in season two. Do you think oh, his I'm appearance, so it, did it undermine the permanence of his death for you? You know, I think we got the cheap way out because we're, of course, watching this postseason. Sure. So had we watched the episode and then gone throughout the off season, we would have been missing William. We would have been saying, gosh, we like loved this character so much. I'm happy. I'm happy he's still around. He's an excellent actor. He's an excellent character. Right. And because this show works in this way where it's flashbacks and everything, where you can see things that have happened or even a little flash forward like when um randall was looking at william's stuff i'm down i'm down with seeing more of william right and uh, you know i i like seeing william too hearing his voice and the typing and everything at the beginning of the episode it was great and and seeing and seeing william and and hearing ron cephas jones being able to monologue the way he does i could listen to that guy Mm -hmm. you know read the phone book and, and i'd be happy about it and it's funny that he comes into the picture and talking and giving and and giving advice to Randall via his poems. And I love it because I think the overlying theme for this whole episode is the past is present, but it doesn't have to repeat itself. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to. You, the, the characters do not have to make the same mistakes over and over again. They're turning 37. They turn 37 on this day. And I think that's by design because it's a brand new year. What if in the third season they turn 38? <laughs> you know that's going to happen, I right? love it. Of course they're going to turn 38 Yay. in the new season. And what I mean by this is like Randall, and uh, he decides to learn from his parents, right? He, he doesn't want a marriage like the one that they had, which gives context to what he saw mm-hmm. as a teenager, mm-hmm. right? One where the one partner dominates and the other, you know, follows them. Yeah. And instead, he just wants the imp- the perfectly imperfect marriage of equals, like the one he's built with Beth. He does mm-hmm. not have to have the same. It does not have to be like this one pushes and this one follows or or vice versa. Yeah. They, yeah. They both push each other all the time. And then Kate. Kate can become a singer, but she doesn't need her mother's pressure. She can do it because while she may not be good enough... 
It had nothing to do with her weight. How awesome was her standing up saying, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, right? I I can sing better than the girl behind me. And she was able to speak her truth. Right. And then the girl behind her actually was a was like singer. Way better. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Kate. Right. Kate, Kate after drumming class is a whole, whole new Kate. Kate. Whole new Kate. Whole new Kate. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that because she can change her weight. Mm-hmm. but she can't and that was the struggle that we had with season one she was it always was about her weight for Kate mm-hmm. but she can change her sing ability, singing ability she can work on it yep and I love that the show basically showed you its cards with Kate right up front I don't care about your dress size anymore stop worrying about your dress size it's just the fact that you're not good enough and for Kevin he may have gone to work with Ron Howard but instead of leaning into his surroundings and worrying about everybody else and the birthday and the cake with his oh face God, on it that he, that he couldn't eat, he's like, I, I just, I, I well, can't. Like he can't anyway because he has those abs. I know, right? The first thing he does is call Sophie. Yep. Right? Yep. So I, this. And then who comes to visit him? It's Sophie. Sophie. Right. It's great. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. I think they, they did a great job in, in setting all of that up. Mm-hmm. And um, which is which is kind of what I want to say about this is you, you should never really judge a show by its first season. Like, I mean, you can you could say yeah. like it was good or it was bad. It was it sucked or it was mediocre or whatever, but never have a final judgment about a show. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it still has to figure out what it is, you know, the, but the second season Ooh, is where yeah. it's fair game, in yeah. my opinion. Which is why I think there is a th- there really is a thing called the sophomore slump, mm-hmm. right? Uh, shows like um, Mr. Robot or Heroes, uh, Twin Peaks, they all suffered from huge dips in the second season and fell apart. And I think the only show that really recover in the second season is Friday Night Lights. But wh- whatever, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. Well, because like your shtick's done. It's like right. Jurassic Park 1 versus Jurassic Park 2. Right. We've already seen dinosaurs. Right. So what else new are you going to show us? So with This Is Us, we've already got that it's past, present, future. Right. So what are you going to do now to keep us super interested? You, you know, it's always funny because there's a thing, there's a difference between having a hook and having a story. Okay. You know, yep. like, yes. Um, yes. if you remember, you remember that show, oh, what was the, the event? Yes. You remember watching that show, the event? And yes. The event that was... Uh, that like people, uh, it wasn't like the leftovers, but like people fell asleep. They, like they, yeah, they passed out for like an hour, yeah. everybody on the planet. And they were like, oh, it's so cool. We got this really cool reason why it happened and everything. The hook is the fact that everybody passed out for an hour. Correct. But... They have no story. There was yep. no way they could continue it. So I think, I think, this is us. Continues to do well with its story, and I don't think it's just the hook anymore of going back and forth between times. And there, the hook is still kind of is Jack's death. death. What is what is Jack's death? But once we can get over that, right then it will no longer be a hook and it will continue to be back to the story. And that's why we both know like this has to be addressed this season. Right. For for the show to continue, we need to we need to know his death. We need to understand his death. But actually the storyline is the life before and after. Right. And I love that what this show has done is, in my opinion, the the first thing I thought of when William 
showed up out mm-hmm. of nowhere, right? Was this show is finally confident in its own story. Yep. Right? It's finally confident and it finally trusts the viewer to know where they are in their story, regardless of mm-hmm. whatever timeline it is, like right? So whether the episode can just throw in snippets of Jack and Rebecca being, you know, there at the hospital to, des- to decide to adopt Randall in 1980, or like I said, William just being with Beth right mm-hmm. before his trip to, to Memphis, or even the kids at the end of the episode crying, and you're wondering, why are they crying? You, the story is finally strong enough and the show is confident enough to just Already, do yes. just do what it wants to do. Yep. Let the story do the story its thing, be. right? Cuz and this is a good thing. I mean, in in doses of course. And uh, because it doesn't have to it, it if it relies on these throwbacks or these flashbacks or flash forwards, mm-hmm. if it relies on it, then it's getting hokey. But if it just lets the story play out like it's doing in this first episode, I think they're they're doing the right thing here. I would agree. I would agree. So I'm just really excited to see this continue, uh, to see what happens in this short amount of time between where we left Jack saying he's going to get better and he's going to, you know, Rebecca, we see him driving him to the AA meetings. Yes. Like how much time is between then and the burning house? So. Well, I, the way they edited it was, remember when, when Rebecca says in a couple of months, everything's going to be yep, okay. Yeah. And then immediately it's edited towards her driving home in yep. the Steelers shirt. So, and those kids looked like they were pretty close to 17 here. Agreed. So, so I, the end is near. I think the end is near for Jack. And it's probably a good thing. Just get it out of the way because they were so. I mean, in a non callous way. That's what we're yeah, saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all want to know. We It's like, all right, we just want to know. Because then we can focus again on the storyline. Uh, yeah, I don't want to be hampered by the Agreed. fact that Jack died. I don't want to constantly be thinking about it. Just do it, show it, and move on so we can get on with the rest of the Pearson family. Well, that uh, being said, well, hold on, wait, is I there got, anything else? That- yes, I got a couple more things that I want to talk to you about. Do you think Toby was right in trying to be the man for his relationship and trying to kick Kevin out? Yes. Really? Yes. See, I've waffled. I've gone back and forth on this. <laughs> but I'm not a twin. Um, but Toby's now been with with Kate for a while. And he's trying to find his place. And he is engaged to Kate. If he was just Kate's boyfriend, mm-hmm. I might be like, bro, blood is thicker. Okay? <laughs> but... On the flip side, you know, Toby's a really nice guy. He's had some bonding moments with Kevin. Um, he doesn't want to spend every single moment with Kevin. And the twin thing I can see can get a little wearing on it's, him. It's a little creepy sometimes. Yeah. So I feel like I'm happy he spoke up. It's Hopefully this isn't an ongoing issue. Hopefully it's not constantly, come on, Kevin, let me do it. Right. Hopefully he's able to speak up and say, listen, I'm her fiance. I want to try to help out. And then Kevin says, yeah, well, I told her that dad died and we're twins and we're trying to. So I'm just, I'm happy that spoke that he spoke his truth. Sure. You know, I, I don't know. I'd kind of feel the same way. Like if... I don't know if your sister like came to everything with me and she like was the person that you talk about with everything. I'd be like, what the hell's going on? I thought I was number one. <laughs> right. Well, you know what what I mean? that presumes is that my sister would come to anything that I would have of my own. No, <laughs> uh-huh. no, which I don't think would, would possibly. But nonetheless, yeah. I was okay with Toby saying that. 
mm-hmm. because I was proud of him for speaking up. He wasn't totally a jerk. Mm-hmm. It was aggravating him. And now it's out on the table. And hopefully he and Kevin can find a new happy medium. Right. So so speaking of the hot take, we don't have to call it the hot take of the week if you don't like. No, thank you. But we, do you want to start doing a theory of the week? I'll, I'll come up with a name. I'll okay. come up with a name. Okay. We'll figure it out. I mm-hmm. love the hot take of the week. I, I don't. Think, I think that's great. I think it's great. <laughs> You're so morbid. But uh, for now, just just as a placeholder, okay. what's your hot take of the week? <laughs> you have one? I Cause, don't. Because I have one. I don't. Um, I don't. I don't right. have one. All right, I got one. I got Good. one. Good. I'm glad. I didn't know that this was happening this episode. Next, no, I know. I kind of threw prepared. this. I kind of threw this at you. Yeah, you did. I did. I'm sorry. Um, okay, so you know, I'm just gonna play. I'm I'm gonna play the the the, the theme that we normally play. All right, my hot take of the week so far. Jack did not die in the fire. Oh, good. The one that bur- that, that burned down the yeah. house. We're not going to see melting flesh. And no, because that's freaking morbid. That is. That is freaking morbid. Okay. And, you know, if this was on HBO or Showtime. Where it's like or Game Cinemax, of Thrones, this is what they do every episode. I, I would, you know what? Okay, fine. I could, I could, I could co-sign on that. But this is NBC. They're not going to show anybody burning in flames. Yes. Not going to happen. My gut tells me. That he died of smoke inhalation or uh, maybe he sustained a, an injury from the fire, like maybe a, some wood pierced his Ew. you know, stomach or who, who knows, right? <sighs> but I don't think like he like burned up in flames. Let me tell you, fire is like one of the scariest freaking things. Oh, I've yeah, re- no. That's... I've already taught Reese how to... Uh... Go, go to our neighbor's house. Did you know that? Yes, I, I did taught know him that. how to open the windows, and I was like, "Don't save your sister. Just go. <laughs> just go. Let her burn." No, well, no. <laughs> you have to take care of yourself. Is what no, I'm teaching I know, him. I know. I just, know. Just oh my gosh. I love how y- y- you told him to go to the neighbors, and, yeah. and then like we had the neighbors over, and you were like, "Oh, by the way, if there's ever a fire, my kid's coming to your house." Yeah. And they were like, "Okay, thanks." Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, I don't think that Jack burned in a fire, um, and I think he died from something related to the fire, like smoke inhalation or whatever, trying to save Kate from the fire. Ooh, okay. That's why she thinks it's her fault. Yeah, okay. Right? Or Kate did something to cause the fire. Mm. Like uh, maybe, no, I, I don't know, but she did something stupid to, to like, like unknowingly to cause the fire. It's the eyeliner. <laughs> in her eyeliner phase. And, you know, speaking of that burnt house, I did love it as a symbol. I, I thought it was great because, you know, Jack was the perfect father, uh, the perfect husband. And that house was literally built out of love mm-hmm. for the Pearson family. It started off as a piece of junk. And and the thing that I noticed, actually, in this episode was that as time has gone on, mm-hmm. the kitchen gets more and more modern. Yes, like yes, the they cabinets, do some updates, yep. The cabinets change from the 80s and the, the 90s, mm-hmm. or the 80s, all the way up to the mid-90s, where they yep. are when Jack dies, apparently. Like, it becomes more modern and, and nicer with, with, with time. So, when Jack finally gives in to alcoholism and um, and his... The, the bad parts of Jack finally are out. The house and the family that he built and everything is kind of destroyed. Yeah. 
Oh, look at you, symbolism. And it's so deep. it's that that whole idea of the family being being ripped apart or mm-hmm. burned up mm-hmm. because of Jack's demons and all this other stuff. Oh. I I thought that was great. I thought that was great. So I really hope that none of this fire has to do with his drinking. No, I don't think so. I think okay. that's a giant red herring. Okay. I think it's a giant. I, I think that's what they want you to think. Okay. But I don't. I don't think. I think Kate did something stupid. Oh, no. And Jack tried to save Kate because that's what Jack does. Like, okay. And 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 they're and they're definitely going down that route because they're showing the special relationship between Kate and Jack. Yes. Yes. And and they're and the only way to get that impact mm-hmm. that you need from Jack's death is having it Kate be Kate's fault in some form or fashion. Oh gosh. Okay. Right. Uh, well, like, the irony of it. Yeah. Yeah. That they had this closeness. She was always on Team Dad. And dad's always there for her. And she may not be at fault, but oh. she she believes she's at fault. Yes. That that is what is what is what is. All great. right. Let's wrap this show up. All right. Let's do it. On that happy note, <laughs> goodness gracious! <laughs> Listen, guys, I just really wanted to take a moment to thank so many of you who have been supporting us with your reviews. We know that. You know, it's, it's a lot that you take your time to listen to a half hour long episode of Blake and I chatting about a TV show. So we really appreciate that you take the extra time to head on over to iTunes and leave a written review. This week, we want to shout out Series Anwar, who said, Blake and Mary are so fun to listen to, and I'm thoroughly enjoying listening to them go back and watch a show I've seen. Some of my favorite podcasters and already listened to Outlander cast, but now have been going through their other casts. Yes. So thank you so much. And uh, remember to screenshot your phone and you can save that and put it as an Instagram or Facebook story. You can be super duper hip like that. Just use the hashtag. This is us too. That's right. Well, for now, I'm Mary. My name is Blake. And this is us too. <laughs>